Welcome to the Rural Pastor Podcast with your host, Andy Addis, and special guest, Mark Clifton. We plant the seeds in the ground, though the fields have long been brown. But Lord, when will your harvest come in? I'm giving all I've got to give in the place where I've been sent. But will my labor make much difference in the end? Sometimes I feel so all alone Like the prophet Jeremiah You may be the one to go To the dying and the broken With a message of hope To that church on the corner Of that forgotten little town To a room of empty peers where his love can still be found You may never know of all the seeds you sow But it just takes one willing soul to make him know One willing soul, and that is you, my friend We are so thankful you're joining us on the Rural Pastor Podcast Where we want to pour into, partner with, and pat on the back the Rural Pastor Because what you do is so important. My name's Andy Addis, and I'm the volunteer rural strategist with the North American Mission Board Replant Team and the pastor, lead teaching and vision pastor. That is a mouthful that for is, Cross it? Point Church. We're multi-site trying to reach rural Kansas and, and beyond, and I'm joined today by... I'm Mark Clifton. I'm the senior director of the Replant Team at the North American Mission Board, and I'm the pastor of the Linwood Baptist Church. We're trying to reach at least the south end of Linwood. <laughs> I was gonna say, you said the Linwood Baptist. Like, is that to differentiate you from yeah. a different? Linwood? Yeah, I think we're, we're we're the only church Baptist or otherwise. And Linwood has four hundred people, but we're just working on the south end right now. We'll, Very good. We'll eventually grow. Listen, as God gives you more, as you'll let out the tent more. pegs. <laughs> Man, we love the rural world. We're going and... from first to third street right now. We'll go. We'll see what happens after that. So much to do in rural America. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, today, as we're continuing on, we're going to talk about something that might seem a little strange for a rural pastor podcast, but it's not because of the world that we live in. And one of the reasons that we're covering it is we are going through chapter by chapter a book that uh, if you if you'll go to the ruralpastor.com or the ruralpastorpodcast.com they'll both take you the same place if you'll go there you can get a copy of this book called growing uh, doing more together and it is the story of uh, our churches went from a neighborhood church to a rural multi-site and one of the pieces was this video piece mm-hmm. and uh, again it may sound funny but in the world that we're living in today Video is not that far removed, even in rural America. Mm-hmm. Right. So before we get into that, though, just because it's video-based, what's a favorite movie or a favorite movie quote from you? Favorite movie quote from me? Yeah. Orange Whip, Orange Whip, Orange Whip. Okay, well, if you know, you know. What is it? Yeah? The Blues Brothers. Oh, man, I should have known that. John Candy, he's a policeman up there, <laughs> and he's watching them perform before he arrests them, and so he asks anybody if they want orange. So to this day, or... Did you get my cheese whiz, boy? Because that's that's another. So this day, I have grown sons in their late thirties, and they'll come over They're to the still house. Quoting and they'll that go stuff. orange whip, orange whip, orange whip. Get my cheese whiz. Oh, I got so many movie quotes. I'm we, sure we you can't do. even get started. Well, I've got one movie quote. For, it's from a movie I don't even like that well, but I love the quote, and it was just this: "Remember, wherever you go, there you are." <laughs> 
one. That was from The Amazing Adventures of Buckaroo Bonsai. That is, okay. <laughs> not a great movie. Not a great movie. Uh, I'm sure everybody has a favorite movie. Yours are probably much more refined than ours. Uh, probably, but, they, but they are. But I'm an escapist when I watch video. I want to I want to get out of the real world, and I don't want a message. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just want to have fun. Uh, so with that, what we're going to do is uh, tackle this issue of video today. And again, I, I pastor uh, a rural multi-site in Kansas, and man, we're, we're rural, um, some places more than others, but we have a principle in this book that we're talking about that says this, if video works for farmers, video works anywhere. I remember I started, my first church was uh, was in the late 1970s, 78, 79, I was 18, 19 years old in, in rural North Missouri. The church is still there, six miles north of Cameron, Missouri, in uh, Alta Vista Baptist Church, open country, no town around it, and, um, you know... Uh, if people would take me home after church, and you know, maybe they had a, an antenna that I could get Kansas City and I could watch the Chiefs. Maybe you know, didn't really even have cable out in the country sure. or anything. And then they started getting satellite and all, but speed up a little bit. Once you had started having VHS tapes, and once you started having mm. rental in the little convenience store in the little town. The city came to the town. The city came to the country because the kids were watching the same video. And then once, like MTV, once you got cable TV, then it didn't matter where you were, any rural part of North America, teenagers were watching the same music they were watching in Brooklyn or in Chicago. So that really began sort of this kind of urbanization in some way of the culture. But now... I mean, I, I'm serving now the place, got a lot of farmers in my church, and I mean, they get in a tractor, and it's all on the screen. Oh, I mean, yeah. It's yeah, all, man. everything they look at is on a screen. It, you know, they don't they don't look at a, a line at the end of the row anymore. They just put it on the screen. It's GPS, and they look at the screen. They go in at night, and they're going to check commodities on the screen. They're going to watch on YouTube on how to fix a pertin- certain part of their of their combine and and they have tv like everybody else now they get try to get satellite if they can and that's right. a little bit of a struggle in rural america but they got smart tvs and they're watching you uh, youtube and hulu and netflix and everything else so it's like they videos everywhere in rural america so why is it like it wouldn't be accepted in the church, and that's the issue because we're we're kind of at that place where there's not a technology, there's no technology phobia at Dollar General or in your family room, but there still is some pushback uh, in, in church. And I want to say this: let's let's give this as a as an easy out. What we do using video in ministry is not the best way. It, it's not even the greatest way. It is a way to do it. And we embrace it because we're trying to take the gospel into places where without this as a resource, you might really struggle to get the kind of leader that you would need to be an independent, self-standing, yada, yada. Uh, so so just understand that. But what we don't want to do, what I hope to do, especially with the Rural Pastor podcast and our audience here, is at least come to the place where we can say, not my cup of tea, it's not going to not be what I want to do. But boy, I can appreciate that take a place. I because I get stones thrown all the time. I know you do uh, about that. And and this is a funny story. I'm not going to use any names, but I had a friend several years ago say, "Oh, you got to check out this website." And I saw the title, and it was like something about like the devil in video preaching. I'm like, I am not looking at your stupid website. And he goes, "No, no, you got to check it out." I'm like, "Stop bothering me." And he just kept up all day. He goes, "Please, just for ten seconds, we look so." I, Yes, and I opened it up, and there was the article, the, the the headline, this big, and then I looked. The picture for the article was me. Was you? 
You're you're the demon for doing. Video. And then all of a sudden, it became one of my favorite sites, right? Because I kept showing people. Yeah, and what's happening now is some of the guys listening to this are thinking, "Video venue? No, I'm not for that. No, that's 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 no good. That's mm-hmm. not real. Uh, you know, it'd be like putting a video screen out in a field and asking a sheep to follow a video <laughs> shepherd. That's not going to happen. Um, you know, I'm, I'm I'm turning this one off. Don't turn it off. Don't turn it off because. Someone that I deeply respect one time said, you have to be very, very careful before you discredit anything God chooses to bless. Amen. And, you know, missionaries all around the world, when the, I mentioned earlier in another podcast, the old Jesus video, and when the Jesus video, well, it used to be the Jesus movie, but then when we have VHS cassettes and the Jesus video came out in all kinds of languages, you wouldn't think anything of a missionary taking that Jesus video Amen. out in the middle of nowhere, hooking it up to a car battery and having people watch it. Oh, wait, that's video. That It can communicate the gospel. It can do that. And if you get a town where there is no preacher at all, but you got a handful of folks who want to sit around and look at God's Word— With pastoral gifts. With pastoral gifts, yes. I mean, you say, well, they could watch— preaching on TV. Well, sure, but first of all, you don't know what it is, and you don't know, it's probably not going to be good. That's right. You know, and then there's no connection there, but what we're talking about here is you actually have someone who cares for that congregation, loves that congregation, pastors that congregation. The actual teaching moment weekly might be on, on video, but everything else, and again, I, I don't want to dominate the conversation here, but back in the day, as we say so often when you could be my age, Back in the uh, in the eighties, when I was serving in Kansas and Nebraska, we had a wonderful missionary named Dennis Hampton. Mm. And Dennis would go to these little ranch places where they'd have ranch houses with a few ranch hands, and you didn't have enough people to have a church. And they might even have a one room schoolhouse up there, which they still had a lot in Nebraska, still do now, but they certainly did back in the eighties. And they would none of those men said, "I'm going to be a preacher." None of them. They were ranchers all their lives. That's right. And they weren't going to show up at the co op. Uh, on Thursday night, and say, "Well, I'm now the preacher of the church." The other guys go, "No, you're not. You're, you know, you never been to college. You, you know, they, they're not going to do that." But they will be a Sunday school teacher. Mm-hmm. So what Dennis did, we didn't have video back then, but Dennis would teach the Sunday school lesson on on uh, cassette, and then he would mail that weeks ahead of time to these different ranchers, and they would listen to the cassette in their pickup or in their combine. That's amazing. And then they would teach the lesson, which is basically preaching a sermon, all right? Right. I know if Dennis were still alive today, he would be all over this kind of video technology because it's a place to get the gospel in places where we don't have people who can actually preach, but they can love people, care for people, teach people, that kind of thing. Well, and, and amen to that because I want to. I want to really emphasize the fact that this is not. We're not. I'm not. We're, the rural pastor podcast isn't pushing this. As a matter of fact, I think it would be better if you could have a preaching pastor on location in every place. But we're talking about places that people aren't running to right now. And we're talking about using video if you are a pastor in a rural place so that you can have a vacation every right. now and then, maybe right. take a couple weekends off so that you can help develop all those kinds of things. As we jump into this, I just want to make sure that you understand that uh, that that this is a way to do something. But while we talk about that, let me just say that we kind of jumped into this because of the needs that we have in reaching these rural places. And I've got a number of uh, location pastors is what we call them. There is no place that we pop up a video and say, good luck. (laughs) 
right? You're always, you have a pastor that's on the ground and you assist them in the preaching. Now, most of those guys don't like to preach, but we make them preach every other month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we also have a teaching team that helps collaborate. So so they're getting that local flavor and they're, they're part of the teaching team and we're trying to develop them as it goes. But here's the great part. Yeah. They say that when you put a, a church planter on the ground, that they're spending up to 20 hours a week in message prep. Right. Well, if you can get a planter on the ground, or you can get a pastor on the ground, and you can give them back 20 hours a week, that's half a work week, Right. to do the discipling and the loving on people and this right. and that, and then they still have uh, a good teaching time that they can plug into, mm-hmm. what you've done is you've just given exponential advantage to right. a pastor in that community. No, I, to- I, I totally agree. And it again, it's not the only way. It's maybe not the best way. It may not be your way. But I will tell you, it is a way that God is blessing. I, I, I know of a... Andy has a lot. Andy's church has a lot of of, uh, of campus sites. Most of them are from churches that were ready to close their doors, and they would have closed their doors if Andy hadn't and his church hadn't stepped up and said, mm. "We'll we'll we'll move in." So there'd be no witness there whatsoever. Right. But there is a, a recent place I know of that struggled for, and this is not an exaggeration, guys. Forty count them four zero years. Really. This is a church that struggled for 40 years and never really could put it all together. And then it's it's one of yours. Oh, is it really? Yes. <laughs> and it's a relatively recent one. And and you all came in and, and planted something there and did your cross-point model and lasts and it's just grown with families and people and last sunday they had baptisms and life has come back to that place and anybody can look at that and go nah i don't believe we ought to be doing that i think you got to stand before the father and say yeah i don't think that's wise i i just think we live in a time when there's so much animosity toward the church. We have so many challenges. We need to use every tool God makes available to us. And video now is such an awesome tool. Look, if you're if you want to just use these video resources for Sunday nights and Wednesday nights. So maybe you preach on Sunday morning, but man, you can bring in some great teaching on Sunday night and Wednesday nights and mm-hmm. augment that. We mentioned even uh, uh, music. I use we use video music a lot of times at 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 Linwood, because we don't have musicians, and it's been really beneficial and meaningful. So I just think we have to kind of see that we live in a... Co- Look, my kids, and if you have kids my kids' age, they grew up with nothing but video screens, so it's not that's, weird to them to look right. at something on a video screen. Well, and you, you just kind of tipped our hat just a little bit to this. You said, if you want to use the resources, we've actually got did, a place I, for I know, you. I realized I was getting ahead of ourselves. <laughs> we're we're going to talk about that in just a minute, There that you, everybody, everybody has access to something here in just a second. But before we do that, let me just say this, that when it comes to video preaching, to make your argument on that... Uh, you know, where's the argument coming from? I have never, in in almost twenty years of doing this, had a single person say, "Well, I have to leave because I just don't like the video." Mm-hmm. Never had that. Not one time. I have had dozens of people who've said, "Well, I'm not going to come check that out because you're on video." And right. you say, "Well, it, no, but all those people were already in church somewhere, and they're right. not my target." Yeah. You, right. you know what I mean? Yeah, I if, if you're already right. in church, uh, but right. but people who aren't going to church or don't have a church background. That's not even a question. Yeah. And let, let me let me just kind of blow our minds here for a little bit uh, and be cautious because look, you know, Andy and I love rural churches. We both serve in rural churches, and I love being in rural places. And uh, however, most rural towns have two or three churches. Mm-hmm. Many do, 
and they may be United Church. That would be two or three churches that came together a few years ago because they couldn't just get on their own. And maybe Disciples of Christ, maybe a Methodist, maybe a Baptist, maybe an independent Baptist there might be. Maybe it simply got out on the highway or something. You know, you never know. But for the most part, guys, especially in the Baptist, Christian, Methodist churches in those little towns, they basically... Now, the, the messages that they teach could be vastly different. Mm. I'll give you that. And the gospel they preach can be vastly different. I'll give you that. But the experience, the exter- the experience that yeah. people have is the same. You walk into any of those three churches in that town, it's going to look the same, smell the same, feel the same. It's going to just be this something like really out of a different time frame altogether. So if one of those churches closes and a church like Andy's comes in and takes it over, and all of a sudden there's this branding that goes on that says this is kind of a big town feel in a small town. Mm. This is something different. This is something alive in this little town. And the building looks different, and the parking lot looks different, and the signage looks different. And the inside, we maybe removed the pews, and we've got and we've got video screens now, and it looks different. And I walk in, and I'm seeing something. I'm connected now to about 15 other churches in this state that are all my size, but we're all worshiping together. I'm telling you, unchurched people, that will get their attention. It does. And it may be the it next does. generation who go, well, this really is a different approach, and we're seeing God use that. So it's a way of sort of breaking through and making your message more clear and more, um, just making the message, you know what I'm trying to say. And I think there's some who are thinking right now, well, I don't really have a, I'm not really theologically opposed to this. And by the way, can we talk about theology real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Um, Every letter that Paul wrote began with, to the church at, and then a list of places. Right. Well, that was the technology of the day, right? And that letter was to be read in all those places. So I see that the fundamental value of same message, same preacher being, right, in, right. it's there. But the 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 difference today is that as we do this, people are saying, well, I, we could never afford to do that. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters, the costs have come down on technology no so much. You, yeah. And besides, I think we've talked about this once on here, uh, not only is it not nearly as expensive or hard, if you have an 11-year-old, you can pull this off, right? Mm-hmm. Because they know how to do all this. But but um, the, the the reality is that in rurality, you know, excellence is relative. You don't have to be able to do what they do at in Kansas City or Chicago. I mean, what what you can do where you're at, it is a gift to the community. A couple of big screens, a fresh coat of paint, right. make things look good. A little new banner, a little new signage, something like that. It's, yep. it's incredible value. Right. And then the other big argument is this. Well, what happens if uh, what happens if video stops working? Well, I'm not really worried about that, but if it does, we're in rural America. We got 10 years before it hits us. <laughs> you know what I mean? We'll be the last to know if yeah. this venue quits working. When it stops working out on the coast, you know, we got then the clock start the clock. We got 5 to 10 years and then we can change our game plan. Isn't that right? So we have a new a new uh, resource called the Replant Hub where churches can download from from providing churches they can download video series, video sermons, uh, worship videos, and you have a variety of ways you can use it. You can use it as to fill in on Wednesday nights or Sunday nights, or if your pastor takes a vacation and you've got a couple of Sundays there, you can have some video preaching to get them used to it. Maybe you don't have a pastor, and rather than trying to find an interim and you can't find someone to come and preach, you can do this. Or maybe there's a little, listen, maybe there's a little village uh, five or six miles outside of town and there's no been no pastor there for years. There's still six or seven people who want to gather for worship. Man, set that thing up and do that there. Or do it in somebody's home. 
but but don't just write this off and let's see if this again it's not the only way it's not the best way necessarily but it is a way mm. and we provide it we being southern baptist north american mission board we provide it for free this is free just get online and register and use whatever you want to use however you want to use however it however you want to use it and then if you want to be more connected to one of these providing churches there's about 10 of them on there you can reach out to those churches and you can say, you know what, what would, what would it be like to be in a partnership with you? What would it be like to maybe be in a deep partnership with you? They all have different levels of what that means and sure. different requirements, but they will begin that conversation with you. And so we're not just talking about a bunch of video feed, you don't know the people. If you want to follow up with these churches that are providing this and talk to them, they'll be glad to talk back to you and see if there's some way they can partner with you. Am I right? A hundred percent. And the, the churches that are on there are of all stripes. We've got some who are from bigger and more formal. We've got some bigger and less formal. We've got some smaller, uh, just all kinds of resources, because it's about resourcing the local church. Right. We've got some from rural churches. We've got mm-hmm. some open country real churches. We've got some churches from Southern California. We've got just everything in between. And as we look at that, I want to make sure that you understand that when we talk about video, it's more than just what happens on Sunday morning. When you uh, use some of these resources, you can then post them, you can share them, you can let people know what's happening, and that becomes a front door for... They're saying now something like 85 90% of people who visit churches... The, the, the rural church pastor, you got to hear this. You say, well, we don't have a website. Well, we don't do video. We don't do it. 85 to 90% is the latest number that I've heard of people who visit churches won't visit a church unless they can check them out online. I'm in a rural town of 400 people. The only advertising, if that's the right word, I do is on the community Facebook pages. There's two of them. Mm. There's the Linwood Library phase page and then just the Linwood community page. Mm. If we had a free free garage sale, I just put it on those two web pages and or two Facebook pages rather, and we were packed. We we <laughs> That's had it. we had music concerts. I put it on those two Facebook. Listen, guys, rural people are on Facebook. Rural people are they're using they're technology. They're using technology. Yeah. And you go, we don't have a website. Well, you even if you don't have a website, for goodness sake, get a Facebook page for your church. Absolutely. At least you can sit down this afternoon and do a Facebook page for your church and then hook it up to the Facebook page in your county or your community for the library, for the local place, for the swap and shop, for whatever. And then you can can learn (laughs) from that Facebook page what the needs are in the community and those kinds of things. And like you've had, uh, you're you a cultural influencer with something called Mondays with Mark. You could get like Tuesdays with Tim. You know what I mean? (laughs) That's right. Whatever your word, whatever your name is, start your start your your deal. And that's where people will see you. And uh, and so we just want to encourage you. Now remember, hear us on this. The video is not the way; it is a way. And that if this is not in your future, great. Eat the fish, spit out the bones. Right? Yep, There's probably exactly. something to be used right. uh, here. As we get ready to wrap this up, let me just affirm by saying I, I referenced and said, "Well, I'm sure he says this." I want to show it to you. Here's our scripture for this week from uh, Galatians chapter one, verses one and two. Paul all an apostle, not from men nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God yes. the Father who raised him from the dead, yeah. and all the brothers who are with me to the churches, mm-hmm. ES, yes. of Galatia. There you go. It, it was a letter that was written, one letter by one preacher, to all the churches in that arena, and it has blessed us for 2,000 years since then. Isn't that word. right? 
So what a, what a blessing to have you with us. We're going to continue on, Mark. Uh, we have to do this on phone so much. It's been good to sit across the table from you in rural Alpharetta, Georgia. There you go. It's been great. <laughs> Georgia. But uh, we thank you for joining with us. Please share the podcast. Go ahead and uh, tell others that you've enjoyed this. Comment on it. And uh, we'd love to hear from and you. And if you want an International Harvester hat to remind people that you work for the International Harvester, it's international. It's called uh, replanthats.com. Like the prophet Jeremiah, you may be the one to go to the dying and the broken with a message of hope. To that church on the corner, that forgotten little town, to a room of empty pews where his love can still be found. You may never know of all the seeds you've sown But it just takes one willing soul to make him known Thank you so much for joining us at the RuralPastorPodcast.com A special thanks to Chosen Road for this incredible theme music To 180 Digital, our corporate sponsor And you can check out both of them at our website As well as other resources Because you're not alone And Rural Pastor, we believe in you At TheRuralPastorPodcast.com